Welcome to JV Reads the T. The T stands for tarot, honey. I'm JV Hampton Van Sant. Each week, I am joined by a guest and I read their tarot cards. I use the Wild Unknown deck and the Wild Unknown Animal Spirit decks by Kim Kranz to dive deep with a special six-card reading. And, of course, we go on usually pretty related tangents. So grab your wand, light a candle, and let's spill that tea, honey. What is up, witches and bitches? Welcome back to JV Reads the Tea. Today, our guest is Jeff Stormer. Jeff, say hi to the people. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yay! This is super exciting. I'm so happy to have you on. Um, I think this is the first time that we have... This is the first time we've, like, actually, like, spoken, like, and... Yes, And, like, to see each other's face, which is, like, I don't know. I find that fun, uh, just as a thing. When I've, like, had extended conversations with people, like, off mic in mm-hmm. different locations, like, this is the first time we've, like, verbally spoken. It's fun. Um, it is... It is it is one of my favorite things about podcasting is the sheer number of times that you have that interaction of like, hey, it's nice to meet you. I realize we've been talking for months, but like, it's nice to meet you formally now. Exactly. Yeah. And speaking of podcasts, where might the people know you from? Uh, well, there's a lot of places that you might know me from. I'm I'm busy and I do a lot of things. Some would say too many things. Hell yeah. Uh, some, there are some days where I would say the exact same thing. Um. <laughs> Uh, I host Party of One, which is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing games. Uh, I also co-host All My Fantasy Children, which is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast. And uh, I make games. Uh, I recently released a superhero RPG called Anyone Can Wear the Mask that I, I'm very, very proud of. Mm-hmm. And I, I do a bunch of other weird things. Sometimes I host the Negnog podcast. I, I, I do a lot of weird things. I have a lot of projects. I recall seeing that Eggnog one at one point. I was like, what? <laughs> I... I'm not going to ask questions about this it's, one in particular. It's but the world's like, foremost. It is the world's foremost authority on eggnog ooh. because we're the only one doing it. There you go. See, find a niche, everyone. The tricks to <laughs> podcasting is find a niche. Find it. Find that one thing, and then and then you're good. And then you're in the door. Find it with eggnog. Roll with it. Um, like. Uh, even with this one, I wish I could say this was the first one. No, no, this is not the first <laughs> podcast with this, with this format. I would never have had this concept were it not for a lovely drag queen from out in L.A. Um, who has the exact same show format, <laughs> but their card readings are done with playing cards, which I, I don't understand that little bit. It's possible. I just don't. I don't understand it. So good for her. Good for her. She's she's living her life. That is grand. Um, but like, yeah, find a little, find a little niche find, and just sort of find go a with niche. it, run with it. And um, I, I should also note the disclaimer. I I say that a lot that that talking nog is the world's only eggnog podcast. But I should note I have done literally no research into that fact. I guarantee I somebody refused. Given the nature of the internet. If it wasn't true, somebody would have told you. You know what I mean? That's, like that's... <laughs> that's how I feel. Like I feel like it, there's got to be someone out there, and they are my nemesis and my my number one rival, and I just haven't encountered them yet. <laughs> that is always my favorite. Um, it's like, one of those perks, and also things that are terrible about the internet is literally that. Is literally that. Well, 
one, people do love to fact check, which I actually don't mind that part very much. That is a good thing. People should do that often, mm -hmm. I think. It is the <laughs> it is the then need to like rudely correct somebody. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like a polite correction, I think, is good. Also I, ask I, I think it's and I think it's all it's a case of like <laughs> it's a case of picking your battles also, right? Yeah. Like like fact checking, like if a politician says something unsafe that is untrue, like shout that from the rooftops. Yes. That if makes I get sense. a if I get a Superman fact wrong, like I don't like that. Is that really the battle that needs to be like fought in that moment? Right. Like or, or if you're going to fight that battle, y'all can take this little piece of fun advice from me because I did this a few months ago. Um and I wound up guesting on a podcast the famous person because that happened. Um, but um, I was listening to a show and I um oh, this is a fun, fun fact, but it is sort of key and essential to this story. Mm -hmm. I've dabbled in the kink community before. Now, just we will leave that there. Now, I was listening to the show and they were talking about um not like this person who didn't quite understand that whole thing, sure, like sure, why yeah. people might be interested in it. Person was also another person of color, which is the other. That was sort of another connecting point. Mm -hmm, um, sure. And they're like, I don't know. I don't know much about this, but this is my opinion. And I was like, okay. I'm hearing here that this person is not actually super familiar with this thing. I am super familiar with this thing. I'm going to go and ask them for their if they are consenting to hear a another side of this opinion or to hear this correction see and i think i think that's mm -hmm. also a huge part of it right is that is that mm -hmm. is, it's because then becomes opt-in right then i can say like exactly. i can i can say like yes i would love to learn how i was wrong on a thing and 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 use that as an opportunity to better myself or i can say you know i i, I recognize that i may have been wrong in it but i this isn't really something that i have the 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 space to Mm -hmm. to to connect on and i think you know those are both i think i mean there are times where where that where they the that that second one is extremely not okay but there are also times where like mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things like it's 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 the other side of the picking your battles thing right exactly like if it's <laughs> one of my favorites is if somebody is pronouncing a word incorrectly but like it's it's an obscure word that this person's probably going to say once in their life and never actually mm -hmm. say again I think I'm going to just let that go. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm just going to I'm just going to go. Oh, that's odd. That's an odd pronunciation. <laughs> Maybe I'll have a fun little chuckle to myself. I'm like, that's <laughs> funny. Or like, I love that with like geographical places. I live in Massachusetts and they're like, there aren't many, but there are a few. Um, one of them being the the uh, city of Worcester. Um, mm -hmm. It is pronounced Worcester. Yeah. I know that that doesn't make sense when people look at the actual name of the thing, as it looks like it is pronounced Worcester. That mm -hmm. is what that looks like. No, no, no. This was British people. British people. It's weird. It's Worcester. That's just how that is. Yeah, so that I... like, <laughs> so that one's come up honestly a few times. Like, oh, it's funny when it's somebody who actively lives in Massachusetts and gets that wrong. I find that hilarious. Um. But when it's somebody from outside, I'm like, I'm not going to correct them on this because it's Worcester. Of all the yeah, cities, it's, it's Worcester. That's it's, not even it's, a... <laughs> it's not... It's... it's Yeah, I, I, I live... Uh, so one of the major roads in Philadelphia runs along the Schuylkill River. Schuylkill here spelled C-S-C-H-U-Y-L-K-I-L-L. -L. 
And nobody ever, nobody gets that pronunciation, right? Cause that's, cause that's an oddly spelled word. <laughs> and so like, you'll hear people be like, oh yeah, I was on, I was on the Shoik, I was on the Shoik, the, the, the Shoyoko river. And I'm like, that's fine. You got it close enough. You're, you're pronouncing, you're, you're oh, pronouncing close. the word about right. I'm not going to like chase after you on this. I was like, I'm sure it's fine. It, it, it's, it, I think would it would be different if it also was, um, I don't know, maybe if it was a decent city uh, that's the i think the other point i've been there like a few <laughs> times and like every time i've been there i've been like this oh out of our like four maybe five cities that we have in massachusetts <laughs> this is like this one feels the most sketchy this one feels the like <laughs> this one feels the most like i'm gonna get stabbed here you know what i mean like that's <laughs> I, I know exactly what you mean I, I know that i know that vibe intimately <laughs> despite boston being considerably larger and that being genuinely more of a threat there you like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking the other one just isn't gonna go well. I mean, I guess we also have Framingham, which I guess is another city, but I don't really count that one. Also, I don't think much about the eastern side of my state just at all. Not See, at all. That's, that's me with that's me with everything in Pennsylvania west of of Pittsburgh. There's like, I mean, it's a long state, and I've driven from edge to edge in that state, and it's it is a long a long winding state that like, gonna be honest three quarters of which not factoring into my mind at any given day <laughs> honestly same i have i have driven from the like from well where i am is at the westernmost end of the state mm -hmm. i've driven all the way eastern i have done that the fun thing about that though in order to do that you do have to like go down this weird little hook thing and then go all the way up to the top and then you hit a very 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 gay town which i love mm. um <laughs> Just, I don't know, just our, the, the, just the capital of gay specifically in our area. Like we, ooh, ooh, not sure that I can say that because there is another town too that has that title. Um, One of them is a, it, well, one of them is basically where all the lesbians wind up and that's Northampton, which I love. I love, I also mm -hmm. love Northampton more than I do Provincetown because in order to get to Provincetown, you either have to drive like 45 minutes to an hour, like around this weird shape hook, or you have to take a ferry, which I love, but also the ferry is expensive and I don't like that. So mm, it's a toss up. Um, but I do think... Um, I do think Northampton has better food, too. That's a... I mean, I don't like seafood. That's sort of the reason I think it has better food. I don't know. In any case. Well, gotta love it. I've been all around the state, and there are still... Like, I only... There's a another city, technically, called Greenfield... Greenfield, sorry. um, Greenfield. And it is... I've never been there. I've seen signs for it. People tell me it exists. I don't know that I believe them. I don't. I, I truly don't know. Um, uh, maybe one day I'll visit there and actually recognize it as a place that exists on a yeah, map. See, um, what's going to happen is you're going to get there and like a building is going to fall over. And that's when you're going to realize that it was a trap all along. You're going to go, oh, no. And everybody's like going to jump out. And that's when they get you. It's like, I don't like this place. This seems this seems like not a good place. I shouldn't be here. Um, <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that's... Uh, oh, oh, those lovely things. Um, oh, oh, geography. Geography. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I weirdly do love talking about geography. I am terrible at geography. Like, Fair. Just in Big same. Like, I don't know where fuck all of anything is. I 
you know those like things where somebody could like give you a map and you have to like fill out where things are yeah there are a good like 20 states that i cannot place uh well i i had this at exact experience recently because there was a meme that was going around that was uh for every state you can correctly fill in someone will give you a million dollars it was like you just have to but but if you get one wrong like you get nothing and granted my immediate reaction was well i'm gonna fill in pennsylvania take a million dollars and then i'm set i need no more than that that will that will that will that that will do me i'll be good for i'll 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 live comfortably but then i actually started to think i was actually like i wonder how far i could get oh i really wish i could get farther oh this number's real low oh no (laughs) it is kind of embarrassing to me like because i I I don't know where North Dakota is. Like I <laughs> could not tell you where North Dakota is. I no idea. Not a single single idea where that state is. That full state. It is not. It like it would be different if that wasn't again a full entire pretty large state. It's actually yeah. a larger state than the one that I live in, and I don't know where it is. Like it, I just lost it on a map. It's fine. Um, I have about a forty-five percent chance that I think I could point it out on a mm-hmm. map. Partially only because I feel like there's not many states that have that hard like straight line between the two between yeah. North Dakota and South Dakota. I feel like that's the, that's the closest I'm going to get to it is that I could look for a state on the Canadian border that has that line and go, mm. it's that one. Oh, it's not that one. Oh, and then I'm out. It being on the Canadian border, I think is the other reason I'm, is the only reason I might be able to find North Dakota. Um, and I mean, South Dakota then would logically be the next one. Like I can also oh, find North and South Carolina. If you ask me to find South, South Dakota in a vacuum, I'm it's, I'm, I'm oh, yeah. it's done. There's oh, no, no, that's not, not happening. No. <laughs> like, I I can find um uh North Carolina and South Carolina. I can find those two because I know where Virginia is, and that's the only mm-hmm. reason. I, <laughs> and that is the only reason I can find those. I know where Virginia is, and I have been to Virginia way too many times for me to not know where Virginia, and then consequently where West Virginia is, and mm-hmm. they're in addition, North and South Carolina. It just um, echoes out from there. Like it's it's sort of just it, you've 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 got you've got the one center point, and then mm-hmm. it just it goes out from there. But I've got all of New England, though. I can place all of New England. You've got you've got me beat, frankly. <laughs> all of this small. I mean, it's it's honestly relatively easy because <laughs> Massachusetts it has like a very particular shape, and like mm-hmm. most people have seen that one because we were yep. the first colony. Therefore, sure. like people people have seen that one. People know kind of ish a little bit where that is. Also, because people are familiar kind of with Boston as a general concept. Um, like, or if not familiar with the rest of my state, they're definitely familiar with that one location mm-hmm. in my state. Um, and that's all. That's all fine. It's fine and lovely. Love that for them. Love that for those people that know that one fact. Um, Rhode Island might be difficult to place because it is real small, but knowing sure. that it's real small might make that's that gonna a give little you the easier. That's yeah. going to get you the edge. Exactly. You just, point to the smallest, you just point to the smallest thing and go, that's probably it. Like Rhode Island, this tiny thing that I don't even know if it needs to be its own state. It could just be Connecticut. That could be fine. Um, <laughs> though I will say it like, like Rhode Island better than Connecticut. Um, 
<laughs> well, then maybe Connecticut weird. just needs to be Rhode Island. Maybe maybe we're looking at this the wrong way. Honestly, maybe. But like, what weird preferences to have, though. To be completely honest, like they're like very weird preferences. We're, get, we're getting into the re- we're getting into the real the real debates here today, which is which is which of these two very particular states do we think should absorb the other? Really, the issues that I think are really like people are looking to podcasting to solve. I think exactly, exactly. Then like, uh, I. I've never been to New Hampshire. I have lived within 45 minutes of New Hampshire, and I have never been to New Hampshire. I've been to Vermont. I've been all the way up to the top of Vermont. I have never been to Maine either. These are two places that are real close to me. They've just never been. Just not, haven't even, hasn't even crossed the mind to even consider trying to get to Maine. It feels like a bad time, to be honest with you. I don't know that I want to go to Maine. Oh, I don't know. From uh, from what I understand of Maine, the second you go there, you're either hit by a van or an everyday mundane object turns out to be evil, and then and then like you know, then you're just you're caught up in it. You know, then you got to come back 35 years later, and then you got to confront all of your old history there. It's just a lot. It's just a lot to deal with, and frankly, I'm tired. It's like I don't really have time to actually deal with the plot of it. I don't have time. I don't have time to deal with it. That book was too damn long, and I just don't have it. Um, oh, the irony. Um, anyway, oh god, that's enough geography then. So, I have naturally invited you on here to do a reading for you. This is standard. Let's do it. The listeners have figured this out already. They know how that works. If they don't, honestly, I I I don't know how they wouldn't know this. It's in it's, the title. It's I, in the title. It's in the description. <laughs> it's in. It's probably if you're coming here because I tweeted about this, it's going to be in the tweet that I tweeted about it. There like, you go. I feel like at a certain point, it is on you as the listener to have come to come to understand this. But he, but if you don't, now you know. Exactly. Like I don't want to. I don't want to judge you too harshly. <laughs> Exactly. But I'm I'm sure they will have figured it out. But in any case, we're going to start off with the past card. And I like I like this card a lot. This card came up kind of recently in another reading. Um, And I like it a lot. It's from the Major Arcana, which I find is always a fun place to start at the beginning of a reading. Let's just ooh, starting off with some intense energy. Ooh, just right, right in the energy, right in the personal energy. <laughs> Um, what do we got? And this card is the Wheel of Fortune. Yes, the Wheel of Fortune. I forgot what the card was called for a brief second there. Like, is it the so, Wheel of Fortune uh, or is it a different? Anyway, yes, the Wheel of Fortune. A, a brief aside, uh, yeah. as we as we go through it and as I pull out the cards from my own personal deck. Uh, mm-hmm. So when I was going to buy a tarot, I bought it primarily because they play a lot of role playing games. And, uh, like when I was asking people, they were like, the consensus was you just buy something that is like personally like meaningful to you. Yeah. And so I bought the Philly tarot deck because I love the city of Philadelphia. It's where I live. It's where I love and I adore it a lot. And all of the cards are various pieces of Philly iconography. So I'm excited to share with you the little details. Yeah. Uh, So the wheel of fortune is a record because it is Philly icons, boys to men. Ah, I love that. Oh, that makes me so happy. Uh, all of oh. the cards are like this and they all fill me with joy. And I, uh, yeah, so I'm very excited. So good. Oh, oh, that makes me so happy as we go through this to hear that. But yeah, so the card, I, I just turned off my ring light. So maybe you can see it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. It's got mm-hmm. a little bird, a little owl up in the corner. Yep. And it, 
slightly problematically looks like a um looks like a dream catcher um mm -hmm. in this deck that was drawn by a white woman anyway we'll leave that alone we won't dive <laughs> into that any further than that right now um other than if y'all are curious as to why that's problematic, y'all can tweet it. Y'all can tweet me, and I will tell you slash direct you to somebody else who can tell you better. Um, if that, yeah, unless they're too tired to tell you, and then I will just tell you myself. Anyway, um, so <laughs> the Wheel of Fortune. Um, I'll read this card as I think it's. I think it is very, very clear with this or not clear what this is referring to necessarily. I'm I'm not sure what this might be referring to for you, but I think the energy this card has is kind of specific. Mm -hmm. um, so this card is in general about destiny and a change of course. <clears throat> Whether day or night, the wheel of fortune is always in motion. Some call it fate, others destiny. It's possible to go for months or years without feeling its presence. But when this card appears, the eye of the wheel is fixed upon you. Don't be surprised if there's a change of course heading your way, something you'd least expect. Whatever happens to you during this time, know that it is bringing you closer to your life's purpose. Hmm. Hmm. That's that, and this I, again I, is in the past position. This is in the so past. I, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm feeling it. I I there's definitely <laughs> I, it, it's it's I'm hearing it and and it stands out to me especially because I did make kind of a big creative change in the last year towards like what I wanted out of doing creative stuff. Yeah, in a way that like it has kind of altered my course and in the sense that like it 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 kind of is the the feel of uh the book that i have specifies like the wheel is kind of smiling on you especially in that kind of past position mm -hmm. it's that sense of like what what happened was there's a couple different pieces of it but a big thing was uh i realized uh in therapy in therapy i was talking about this when i came to the realization that i'm at a point in my life creatively where what I want more than anything is just to have fun and to treat myself better. Mm. And like, it's kind of been like a large change of course to kind of for the first time in a very long time, kind of get away from like the quote, the hashtag hustle of it all. Uh, yes. And like, mm -hmm. rather than like, you know, I know like a big, a really specific piece of this was for a long time. I have wanted for as long as I have been podcasting, at the very least, if not my entire life on some level, which is uh, something that we do not have time to unpack on this podcast, um, <laughs> uh, I have wanted to win an award. It is a thing that I have wanted for as long mm. as I have been alive. I've wanted to be able to say I won an award. And I've that never I've never out. won like a full on like award, especially not for like the stuff that I make or produce or all that. And like the stuff I make as an adult. Right. Like, mm -hmm. I think I think the I, I've, I won an award for having the highest grade in eighth grade computer class. And I think that's the highest award that I've won in my life. Nice. I've been nominated okay. for things and that's an honor to be nominated. It really, yeah. truly is as much as that is a cliche to say. But like. Yeah, yeah but I found that in the last year or two, it had been. Uh, that want that desire, that goal of mine had been giving me more hurt than it was giving mm -hmm. me like fulfillment, right? Like in the early days when I first started podcasting, that desire of like, I want to make something that is going to win an award. Like that yeah. gave me a lot of drive to like 
make po- the podcast as good as I could make it right. Figure out, figure out editing and sound design and all these things. Mm-hmm. And when I didn't win, it would hurt, but I'd be like, you know what, but I'm learning, I'm getting better. Like next time around, it's going to be even better. And I kind of realized in the last year, like I wasn't getting that sense of, well, I'm going to get better next time. I was just getting that sense of, well, crap. Ah, uh, yes. Oh God, that's so familiar. (laughs) And so the big, one of the big changes of course, that uh, is, is really consciously saying, look, I'm making stuff for me. I'm making stuff for my friends. Like if I win an award, if I get nominated for a thing, great. Mm -hmm. And like, that's been wonderful. Like it's kind of been wonderful on both ends where like I got nominated for a thing recently it was something that I didn't expect and it just kind of landed in my inbox, but like I got nominated for thing and it was great and I didn't win. But when I saw I didn't win, I went, all right, cool. I just got nominated. It's great. I got nominated for a thing. All right. (laughs) And like that sense of like Mm -hmm. being like, well, it sucks. I didn't win, but like I got nominated for a thing. That's cool. And Mm -hmm. like, it just, it, and like being able to kind of look at everything and be like, look, I'm having fun. I'm doing stuff with my friends. What else do I want? And like, that's been a big change that like, has kind of taken like reshaping my entire creative output a little bit. Mm. But like, I think for the better, I think it's gonna. I think it's leading to like better work. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense to me. I've oof. I mm, I had a, a bit of a reckoning for with my creative endeavors just generally um, a little over a year ago. And mm-hmm. when that happened, like I did briefly just think, ah, I'm not going to make anything ever again, which is Mm -hmm. a silly thing for me to have thought because that is, I literally cannot do that. Like I, I physically can't not make things that is a problem. (laughs) I, I, you and you and me both, we're we're speaking the same language. (laughs) Yeah. Must make a thing. But like in, uh, just realized my like weird little cap thing was like falling down this whole time just slowly but surely was just going to like fall off of the mic anyway um but i was looking at looking at the fact that i wanted to make things again but like one of the things that had sort of ruined the experience of like and this is with audio fiction specifically mm-hmm. of like making of making red wing like this one of the things that sort of massively ruined that experience for me was one at towards the end of it, trying to shift it to fit other people's expectations other than myself. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that thing in a, that that was mm, mm, that impacted my writing in a major way mm-hmm. to the point where, like, I did release the script for the last season because I just wanted people to see what could have happened. Uh, it it was a petty thing when I initially released it. And then I was just like, I mean, if they want to read it because they want to see how the story was going to wrap up entirely, here it is. But initially I will be honest. It was because I was being petty and a little bit of a brat. It's fine. Um, You know what? Sometimes like that is, uh, that is, and, and this is, this is, Mm -hmm. this is a, a a controversial take. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is, this is the audio that you can drop on YouTube with like a (laughs) screenshot of me against like an all like, you know, all, all red background with like Jeff gets real. Sometimes Patty, sometimes like the, the, I said this to a friend because like I had made an offhand reference to wanting to play like a world building game to create mm-hmm. a DC cinematic universe because like mm-hmm. uh, I am not a, a particular fan of the, the the movies that were made. 
mm-hmm. somebody was like, so you want to make a revenge project? And I was like, yeah, kind of. And like, sometimes yes. I, I think that like, <laughs> I genuinely think sometimes the project that is like, I'm going to do this out of spite. Like, mm-hmm. I think that I think that we we, we <laughs> put so much negative spin on that impulse. And I yeah. think that we shouldn't because sometimes like sometimes that is the best work, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, like i mean star wars is what it is because george lucas said oh i can't get the flash gordon rights screw you i'm gonna make my own flash gordon it's gonna be way there better and like and you know empire strikes back and flash gordon came out the same year and which one of those do we talk about more <laughs> exactly i mean quite honestly if i quite honestly i wouldn't have gone to college if it weren't for spite to be completely honest i mean yeah <laughs> I, I don't know i had one teacher who was like you should probably just go to community college. And I was like, I literally have already gotten accepted to a private university. I don't know why you're talking to me like this. And then she illegally signed me up for the thing, which was actually, like I said, highly illegal. Whatever. She doesn't work there anymore. It's fine. I don't feel bad. <laughs> probably like, for the best, I, I think. Um, Yeah. But well, she like signed me up to go to community college. I was like, I literally already have applied and like my financial aid is it like I'm going yeah. to this other place. But then I thought about it. I was like, no, I really like I could just listen to her and just stay here. It would actually cost me less money and like would ultimately be, you know, a thing that would be fine. I mean, now in retrospect, I'm like, no, that would have been fine. And honestly, I I would have liked to have saved money. That would have actually been super duper chill. Um, I don't regret college, but like. I financially regret college. I just don't. I don't intellectually regret. I think. I, I I feel I mean I feel the same way and I can't imagine there are many people of uh of mm-hmm. of our general age range that don't have at least some sense of wow I mean like it's mm-hmm. the it's the there's the John Mulaney bit on the on the last special that he did of like of like my college asked me for money and I said I gave you one hundred twenty thousand dollars once what did you do with that money precisely oh my god I I I love John Mulaney so very I much love him so much. Uh, God, uh, is one of the one of the funniest comedians ever. I mm-hmm. hope he's doing 100%. all right. Um, hope he's doing all right. Hope he's. I hope getting, he's having a good night. Yeah, hope at the very least getting the help he needs. I know he's going through a rough patch there, and I mm-hmm. just hope he's doing all right. Um, but yeah, that that checks out there. Especially, I'm also pleased to hear that you like that you did like notice that and did make the decision to do something mm-hmm. that made you feel better, and that like, and that was. Um, yeah, that you that you did something that would that was going to feel better and be more fulfilling in the long run. I think that that's really important and a really great thing to do. Um, yeah, and I mean, ironically, I'm doing more work now. <laughs> like, and I was talking, and it's this came out of therapy, which I I I, I am a big proponent of, Shout like you know, therapy. talking to somebody. Ooh. Shout out to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was talking and I was talking about like I feel directionless. I feel directionless. I don't know what I want. And like I know I know that the things that I, I thought I wanted like are not giving me what I what I need. And in talking about that, I was like, oh, well, actually, I think what I just want is to have fun with my friends. And I think I'm chasing after all these wrong things. And so ironically, I'm doing more I say work, but it's like, you know, fun hobby. I'm doing more exactly. fun hobby work than I was a year ago. But like but I'm, I'm enjoying the stuff that I'm doing a lot more because, you know, I'm I'm approaching it with, oh, this would be fun to do this project with my friends. That's going to be great. I'm going to have fun with that as opposed to, mm-hmm. you know, this is a big opportunity for me because uh, eh, I don't care. I don't yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I don't need it. It's not for me. I 
absolutely love that. Yeah, like, I... Oh, God. The <laughs> the award-chasing bit very specifically spoke to me as I absolutely did that so many times. I also, too, have never, never won a thing. I don't even know that I've necessarily been really nominated for anything. And I'm not really counting the Audioverse Awards because, like, <clears throat> they don't have a good nomination process and you basically have to fight and scrape to, like, get a nomination and it doesn't actually have much to do with whether or not the work you did was superior, more dependent on how many people listened to it, which is fine. It is, it is, it is a literal, I mean, it is a literal, like the, it is, you, the, people say a lot that the phrase awards are a popularity contest. This is a, a, a listener, a listener nominated, listener choice, listener voted award boils down to on some level, a literal popularity contest. It and that's absolutely not, is. And and that's not necessarily an indictment, but it is it is simply a fact of you have structured this where the thing that gets the most people to say, I have heard this and endorse it is -hmm. the thing that wins. And that is that is quite literally a popularity contest. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, it's worked out for several of my friends, but like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I've done I've done the audio verse hustle like I can't possibly I can't even like be like be like I'd be like who I am above this like and probably this I'm assuming I think it's in December. I have forgot exactly when they run it, but like like when nominations come up, I'll probably do it again. It'll probably be like I schedule six tweets about it and then don't think about it and then (laughs) go. Oh, I got a like on a tweet. Oh, it looks like that tweet that I scheduled a month and a half ago went live. Cool. Great. Honestly, same. I really do hope that they change their formatting uh, for the nomination bit. Because this last year, when they had tried to do some innovating on it, that innovation, oh boy, that innovation failed. Um, (laughs) That innovation went so poorly. Um, You know what? (laughs) That drive to like... For me, it's it's the drive of recognition. Like I I mm-hmm. I, I I thrive on recognition. That's not it. Um, but I do like. I don't know the acknowledge. <laughs> I like it if I've made a thing and somebody acknowledges that it is hundred percent. That's um, that's really what it is for me. At the end of the yeah. day, is like I want to. I want. I I I. And and this is gonna sound. This is gonna sound hmm. weird, but the only way that I can say it is like that. It is like. Part of why I make stuff that is externally facing is because I kind of want an mm-hmm. element of that external validation. Like I've, I've always said, like, I could just play games with people, right? Like I don't have to record it into a microphone. Part of the reason that like I turn on audacity and I start recording is that I want to release a thing and have somebody listen to it and go, Oh, that was a really cool thing. And I think that's, yeah like uh and, and i i i talk a lot with i talk a lot to people i talk or at least i i scream out on twitter a lot of like know what why know why you're doing the thing that you're doing and like yeah. i'm pretty comfortable saying like part of the reason why i make things is because i want to make something that somebody likes and like that resonates with someone and it, that that chase mm. that chase for that like as it was manifesting in like awards and lists and things was wearing me down in a way that it and it was not giving me anything in return so i yeah. i realized i had to basically like rework how i think about stuff yeah that makes so much sense i'm gonna pivot us to the next Let's to the it. next card which brings us into the present and 
I'm pivoting us to this mainly because there's a word on this thing that actually sounds like it might address that bit there. Mm -hmm. Possibly. I could be wrong. But also, the there's another Major Arcana card, but mm -hmm. the location of this Major Arcana card being closer to the beginning of the um, 0 to 21 um, uh, list um, makes me think of, like, new beginnings and things kicking mm -hmm. off and, like, that starting point. Um, but your card is the Magician. Um, I love this card because it's got a little... A little, uh, little cat on it. It's a little. Uh, oh, I love it. That's very cat. good. I love that design. That is beautiful, right? And just with a with a gobble. Actually, ah, yes. So this uh, this cat has all of the um, all of the uh, different uh, what are they called? All of the different elements on on it, and it's sort of like in a position of command over all of them. And that comes up in the actual, like, meaning and definition of the card, which I think is pretty cool. Which is actually, I think, that's the part of it that I'm sort of looking mm -hmm. at and being like, that's the part that can, that's the part right there that I think connects to what we were just talking about. But um, mm -hmm. the Magician is a card of boundless, expansive energy, mm -hmm. whereas many of the major arcana deal with stillness or aspects of the mind. This card is all about action, action, action. It's well, time that to sounds right. <laughs> exactly. It's time to see yourself as the wildcat. Embrace his speed, grace, and abilities. Don't be afraid to begin. You have all the power of the four elements within your reach. Now is the time to use them. Yeah, that's hitting home. That hits home. That hits home real. I mean, that that kind of matches to exactly what we've been saying. Like, yeah, it, it's that like. And, and, and honestly, like, I mean, part of that is uh, kind of tying in exactly like I'm doing a lot of things. I'm spinning a lot of plates at the moment. And I, 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 I feel that energy a lot. And so that, 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 that's, mm -hmm. it, it matches perfectly with like that transition, that, 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 that feeling of like, of, I feel, I feel energized around work, both professional, like both my day job work and my, my nighttime work. And for oh, the first yeah. time in a long time, mm. I was, I was just talking to my partner, Jen, about the fact that like, I like my day job now and I have oh. not for many, many men. I, I, I was in a job that I hated for many, many years. Mm -hmm. Uh, the game that I wrote the day that I got laid, like I wrote a game that I kickstarted the day I got laid off that. <laughs> is about toxic workplaces because I was in a toxic workplace for the better part of a decade. Uh, uh, but yes. I realized, and so like when you're in a job that you hate for that long, you kind of just realize that that thought of like, well, I'm just going to hate work mm -hmm. becomes very easy to accept. And it kind of like hit me like a ton of bricks. Like I like my job now. I like it. And like I, things are bad for uh, like things are bad at work at this moment because we're in crunch for a big like release in a few weeks. Yeah. But like it is such a weird and different feeling to be like things suck right now as opposed to just things suck like that is such yeah. a, and it's a very different feeling for me. And like so I have this 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 energy of like I feel enthused by my work. I feel enthused by like my podcasting and my hobbies i feel enthused by like my personal life like i i've 
And for as many ups and downs as, as there are, and there are many very, very big ups and very, very big downs right now, mm-hmm. both in the world and personal stuff that we won't get into. But like there's a lot of big downs, but at the same time, there are a lot of big ups and I'm 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 excited for them. That's awesome. That uh, that's just so good to hear. That makes me that makes me happy to hear. I like well, one, I just generally like hearing when people are like happy and mm-hmm. contented with this with the spot that they're in um even if it's a transitional moment into like a new or a different thing like that that the moment that is happening at at that exact time mm-hmm. in the present is is good that makes me feel feel very good to hear yeah 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 and that also checks out with the with the boundless amounts of energy and mm-hmm. needing that to be channeled into various different avenues Uh, um it's it's literally like making like we were taught you you had mentioned like not being able to not make things like mm -hmm. it is it is gen making things is genuinely like my favorite like downtime activity and so Mm -hmm. i i struggle a lot with that impulse of like of like take some time off don't make anything like you know take vacation time and i'm like but the first thing that I want to do when I sit alone in a space like, mm-hmm. you know, is like, oh, I would love to. I'm like, even if it's not something that like I'm active, like it's not a project that I'm actively working on, like my brain will just naturally be like, yo, it would be really fun if we did this. Like and yeah. like and so like my bullet journal, like pages of the like daytime dreaming stuff are literally just like detailed project plans of like, oh, this would be so cool. Like we could do this. We we would make this Kickstarter goal. That would be awesome. And these are the people that I would cast in this project. And like, this is the timeline. And it's just like, and like, to me, that is the idle daydream stuff is like, is like, you know, here's a thing that I could, that I could make that I won't, but like, I at least want to like, map it out and put it on papers so that I can at least have a record of it. And then if someday the stars align and I find myself in a position to do it, I have the notes. Yeah, that is excellent. I love that. Oh my God. I I love that. The extent to which I have ever like done that, especially lately was I, I was listening to an episode, an episode of fun fiction, which is a lovely, lovely, the, mm-hmm. I will give that show a shout out right now love that show i have been on it so naturally this <laughs> naturally i am biased to enjoying the show <laughs> but they were uh they were talking about um oh god what was it oh no why am i why did my brain just go completely blank this is bad oh no oh got it princess and the frog there we go that shouldn't have taken me that long to remember what they were talking about that's like one of my favorite disney movies um and while listening to their opinions on the show, they they weren't as fa- as big of fans as uh, was of that particular piece of media. And honestly, side note, please. don't have time to dig into it. Mm-hmm. Love it, and we and and yes. can't can't derail the entire podcast. Do just want to yeah. wholly say I think you and I are in agreement. Perfect. Like I, one of the things that I that I loved about that episode in particular that they had mm-hmm. was the um was my friend scotty had like a phenomenal phenomenal piece of like of um piece of fan fiction that um that they talked about at the very end and i was like that that right there see that right there that is the thing that i am going to use as a little springboard (laughs) and launch pad to another project and i've written down the full like synopsis 
like start to finish what would happen in the story. Mm. I have never in my life like sat down and written one of those out in under an hour. Mm-hmm. Like this, you know, stories go all over the place. This one has a very particular universe that it's in that it's that I don't really need to go a whole lot of places. I just need to look up a few things about history before I actually like dive mm-hmm. into it. And honestly, those historical records aren't really going to be there because this was New Orleans in the 1800s. Oh boy. Anyway, but that's <laughs> all of that aside. I I love I love having that sudden burst of creative oh, energy God, yeah. where I can I be it. like this. <gasps> it's there. Like just the mm-hmm. whole the whole plan. 100%. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, and also having that written down to go back to it later. Smartest, sure. smartest plan. Just the it best. Feel, it just it just feels great. Mm-hmm. Though. Despite the fact that the present seems to be fairly good, let us dive down mm-hmm. to the problem. Um, so, so real quick, yes. I will say, yes. uh, the oh, yeah. future card, mm-hmm. the fu- the magician is uh, Philadelphia Philadelphia musician Kurt Vile, and he has go. the four he has the four suits in front of him, which are a SEPTA token, so a subway token, <laughs> a cheesesteak, <laughs> a pet, pa- uh, a feather, which is a very I believe an art piece that is around the city, oh, and uh, a. Uh, a giant clothespin, which is which I can say with certainty is a like a an art piece that like is around the like center city are these very like six and a half foot tall like clothespins that are like an art piece that you see around. I feel like I have seen images of those or rather you probably have there. They, they appear a lot in uh, they appear a lot in or rather it's one specific sculpture, but it appears a lot in uh like stock art of philadelphia like it is a very philadelphia (laughs) iconography thing that makes sense that makes sense because that sounds like a thing you're really actually not gonna forget (laughs) like if that got dropped during a random anecdote like that you're not going to forget that detail of that anecdote because that is very odd but i guess that's one could say that about a lot of art installations in theory um, that you won't forget when you run into that art installation that you weren't planning on running into. Yeah. You won't forget that. That's go. That'll stick with you for sure. Um, but very specifically, I, I think, well, actually I have a question. Um, so you mentioned that feather. What, what do you mean you think that is a thing that is just sort of floated around? I, I, the have, city? It, I'm... I have it. I have it in front of me. <laughs> okay. So... Uh, so the swords are, oh, okay. Yes. So the swords here are represented by a quill pen, which is represented, which represents two things. It represents the Philadelphia parking authority writing tickets. Okay. And it also represents, uh, the signing of the declaration of independence, which was the, which is, which was the thing that we still hold on to is the, the Philly thing that we did. This checks out. This checks out. So that, oh. is, that is why the quill pen is, an, is the representative of the suit of swords. Ah, uh, yes. This checks out. This makes sense. I like it. I like it. I'm here for that. That I'm here for. I was like, why? <laughs> why is there a roaming feather around? The, like, see, I, in my in my I, mind, I, I think it was an art installation that there was just a very large feather that somebody was like putting in random. Look, which see, also that's why I was fun. confused. Mm-hmm. Was because like I know that the clothespin is a statue, but I was like, mm-hmm. I think the feather might also be. But no, it is a symbolic thing. Gotcha. I mean, granted, 
someone out there, that is a free idea. That's a free idea. Y'all go ahead. Have fun with that. Um, So now, so the interesting thing about the problem card here is that it is a, uh, it's a court card. Um, It's one of the people cards. One of the ones that is like, usually specifically about a person. Um, Mm -hmm. This is the part that's going to get that. This is the part that I always am like, this is the part that might get personal. I don't know if Mm -hmm. it will. Um, And particularly because this, the way that these cards work, this could potentially involve another human being. So we don't have to name these people. It's just just throw that out there. General disclaimer for all of the episodes always um sure but yeah so this one is the daughter of wands which is the um the page of wands in most uh in most decks um but yeah this one has some weird familial stuff going on with it so it says daughter because sure um (laughs) now this card huh it's an interesting one because this always mm-hmm. seems to be one that, like, as a card, this one seems like a person who is in a very good position. I, or at least I think they're in a good position, but maybe I'm biased because of my own worldview. I don't know. Um, but this card is visionary and passionate. Um, mm. So the Daughter of Wands is a free spirit. A true visionary creature. She usually waits until later to settle down or start a family as she's busy with her career. She can be stubborn and much stronger than she looks. As with all the Wands family, the daughter can make a dangerous enemy. This card also can represent a woman going through a transformation or spiritual breakthrough. That is very interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that that's in the problem slot. I've got to think about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the that's the fun part about doing some of these readings is like I don't innately within looking at that card see anything that is a problem. Like the first thing that would come up in my brain just looking at this and like, you know, if someone is like, no, you specifically must find a problem as it is specifically Mm -hmm. written on this card. Um, Or it could maybe not so much problem, but be a like area of conflict. Um, I would say either it is having a debate with another person about whether or not it is time to um, like whether or not they're dedicating too much time to their career. That is one thing that like, seems like it could be a thing Mm. or, um, or also like in theory, potentially whether or not this person wants to settle down, they could be just difficult to pin down just generally depending Mm. on, again, depending on what, on what this could possibly be. Also could be like, this is an actual person and you've made an enemy in this person and you need to watch out. Like that could also clearly that's another thing. To so be wary of, there's two, there's two things. Mm-hmm. There's two options. And one of them, there's, there is at least one like specific person that I will not name, but that mm-hmm. is very close to me that this applies to mm-hmm. have hearing you talk this out. And the other is it's real possible. I may have just made an enemy and I don't know. Oh, and that's no. terrifying. <laughs> um, uh, but like it's, there's a specific person that this applies to. 
but it's also something that I've seen a lot of in my like circles and in my group of friends. Mm. And like, it's, it's interesting that it's come after the, after the last two cards. Cause it feels like it's continuing to tell part of a, a mm-hmm. story a little bit of like, mm-hmm. I have a friend that like is working themselves to burn out. And mm. like, I am like, and like, and I think we all have that friend or we all are that friend, but mm-hmm. like, like there's like there's a specific friend that I'm like kind of watch it or I've watched it or like it has already happened to but like uh, and it's it, but like it is it is true to an extent of a lot of people who I interact with because we interact with young artists in the year 2021 but mm. like it that that feeling of watching someone drive themselves to exhaustion and lose sight of the thing that they love like mm. that thing hurts like it hurts especially because there's that sense of like i can't like if i reach out to you even if i say like hey it's because i am worried about you like mm-hmm. there's an element of that that is going to come off like i am telling you what to do and i i am hesitant mm. to do that there's a lot of reasons why i'm hesitant to do that i i I to put it bluntly, I don't want to be the I don't want to to even I don't want to claim to be the white guy that knows that knows your that knows your work and knows what you're doing better than you. Like I I I I don't want to be in that position for anyone. I don't want to like feel like I am putting anyone in that position. But like it's that sense of like watching someone and being like it I can see that you are like past the point of okay and not sure that how to take that step to be like, hey, I think that you're past the point of okay. Ah, uh, yes. I'm, I was holding it a laugh because I looked at the next card, mm-hmm. which is, in, technically speaking, the solution card. Now, cool. this is funny to me because, mm-hmm. of, because of that last bit, very specifically. So I'm presuming this is the, this is, this card is the, the way to go about addressing that particular situation if you are approaching other people, this is sure. the overall, um, the overall like aspect of yourself to amplify and mm-hmm. try to um, try to show um, towards you know others. Now, um, this is the uh, the Father of Cups, hmm. which is a a black swan or a or a goose, it could be a goose, but I, I think it's a swan. Oof. I this has come up on this show several times that I do not remember the difference between a duck, a goose, and a swan. I don't know what the difference is between these three things unless I see them. If I see them in the wild, I will know why they are different. I know that they look different, but in my brain. I just think they're the weird birds with long necks. Like that's just that's just what my brain does. Like they're the weird you, birds with long. You know what? Same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how to do. I don't know how to process that. The weird ones over there with the long necks and also <laughs> with the long necks that aren't that aren't the the emus or those other ones, the ones that like stick their heads in the sand. Um, they're not not those ones, but the other ones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And also that, like, finding, well, just generally, like, 
in terms of knowledge of the world, it's actually really not common that you're going to find a, um, that you're going to find a black swan, like in the wild. They tend to be all white um, by like species design, Mm -hmm. which is very interesting to me. Because that's very interesting. Like that's not beneficial to anybody. Like that's, that's actually a giant detriment to pretty much everybody with the noted exception of if they live in a, I believe, warmer climate. Mm -hmm. If they're in a warmer climate, most of the time, it's actually probably beneficial because I don't think they trap in as much light with that color of feather. I could be wrong. I don't. This is me pretending that I understand science implicitly. (laughs) I don't. Um, Oh, I did. I did want to check in. What was on the uh, page of Wands card? So the page of the page of Wands is Philadelphia architect Frank Furness, hey. famously, oh, famously the built. <laughs> so he's got so the, the paper clip is the symbol for Wands. So it's on all of the Wands cards. Have the go. paper clip. Uh, Frank Furness is famous for building uh, Paffa's famous historic landmark building. Mm. Uh, he is uh, a, a Victorian era architect who has designed a lot of things in Philadelphia. Okay. And then the and then the King of Cups uh, is one that I'm very excited about because it is uh former Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Nick Foles who took our team to the Super Bowl and won us our only Super Bowl in history. Oh, hey, uh, there you go. I'm very excited about <laughs> it. I I had I, I watched that Super Bowl live. It was one of the great days of my life walking through the city after we won our first Super Bowl and Watching a city erupt was an experience that I will never, uh, I will never forget. That is always good. I, I, I have never connected with sports, but I, I That's, do like that sense of celebration. Though, what I can is, connect with, the point of connection I find is celebration. I like, I love, I love a celebration. That's fair. Like, like that moment after, um, that moment when people were, um, were celebrating. Um, we're celebrating immediately after not the immediately after the election and when the results mm-hmm. were like had oh, been yeah. like, oh, yeah. like specifically yep. i think was it georgia when like georgia like sort of announced was, the results and therefore we were like yes we know it, my, yeah. i think it was i think it was either georgia or, or arizona or nevada yeah it was like one, one of, of those them. three states but yeah as one of those we knew that like one of those states that like that yes that means we've done it perfect how everybody was just out in the streets just celebrate i love god yeah i i was on a i was on a voice call with a friend of mine like Uh, we were chatting on discord voice literally like the second that the news came in and what i remember was like getting onto a call with him and being like hey how are you and then five minutes later he goes like oh my god did you see and i pull up twitter and i'm like oh my god and then a car drove by behind us with the windows down blasting the song celebration as loud as it could yeah and i'm like i don't know if you had that i don't know if you had that queued up i don't know if you like open you open spotify and we're like no no we need this and i need to roll the windows down so that everybody knows that it it's we're here to celebrate good times come on i love it was it was a great moment that is that is iconic and i love that so much that is so great i oh yeah so that like that moment of celebration is a lovely thing Mm -hmm. That has nothing to do with the sexual card, however. Yeah, talk now, to me about the actual card. This, 
I'm bad at pivots. That's today, oh, that's very specifically today, I'm bad at them. Like, I've been really proud of myself the last few episodes. I have been like, I've been on top of them. That streak died today. I can't, I don't have that connecting bit there, but it's fine. Um, so the father of cups um, is diplomatic and open-minded. So mm-hmm. the father of cups has a truly unique and dynamic personality. He's the most feminine of all of the fathers within the tarot and usually a patron of the arts. He's a dignified man who supports his family and community. The only thing holding this man back are his deeply rooted insecurities. They are vast and affect his personality in many unpredictable ways. Um, but yeah, all right. Anyway, that's it. That's it. That's what it says. Um, I don't... <laughs> It seems like that hit, though. Um, did, did a little bit. <laughs> well, well, if that did hit and that did connect, I think that is good because, like I said, yeah, I think this is sure. the this is the part to hold on to. So, mm-hmm. whatever that thing is that might um, that might uh, <laughs> whatever that part is that might be where the insecurities come from. Mm-hmm. Look at the root of that. Look at the yeah. thing of that that is a positive. Like, um, if I'm looking at, <laughs> I will open myself up at this particular moment because I feel like that is an easy way to sort of explain what I mean. Like, if one of the things that, if one of my deepest fears, mm-hmm. which this one I don't necessarily think is, but if this, if one of my deepest fears is that, um, <clears throat> is that I'm worried whether or not someone is going to or if I'm worried that somebody might be mad at me if Mm -hmm, I'm looking deeply in myself about that and like trying to figure out where that insecurity comes from especially if that applies to more than one person yep it is because whoever those people are they are important to me they mean something to me and I want to make sure that they are okay with where we are um, yeah, for sure. And like that kind of thing. Like the deeply the the positive thing in there is human connection in a way yep. that is meaningful. Um so yeah, I would yeah, like for sure. whatever the insecurity is, I don't we all gotta unpack it. However, that is it, that's generally yeah. an activity I recommend to a lot of people. One of the fun things about <laughs> one of the fun things about studying psychology and counseling okay. is that you do gain these little these little that, life hacks that, that, that is, you forget about until it comes up and you have to tell is it to somebody else. Absolutely something that has come up in therapy many times. Shout out mm-hmm. to therapy is is examining like why you why you feel mm-hmm. the intense emotional response that you have to a particular thing and like breaking that down it gives a tremendous amount of personal insight so yeah that makes a total ton of sense i think that and like i can already kind of hear in in that card like the values of that card like how that kind of connects back to the problem that i was having or that the thing that i'm seeing and people that i care about and i I, it gives me a lot of stuff to think about and so i'm very i feel very good about that excellent very good very good yeah because it did to me sound um it did to me sound like it was basically saying like if the thing, if one of the things that you are very concerned about is watching these other people who are mm-hmm. going through this, like this, this thing that is 
that that you know from experience can lead to very bad things and you don't want them to go down that again the root of the thing that is very important and special about that is that level of care and i think is realizing that i care about those people and realizing that like that i that the reason that i'm feeling this way is because i care is because i care about them specifically exactly that makes total sense exactly and i think i would say leaning on that leaning on that in general leaning on that Leaning on that compassion. Yeah. yeah. Leaning on that compassion when you go into the conversation. That's mm-hmm. the, that's that makes that's a ton of sense. Ticket. That's the ticket, right? That's, there. that's, that's, that's where the magic happens. There it is. Yeah. And looking at the feature card, this is a good thing because see, okay. So if you do that, if you do lead with that, here is where we shall wind up. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There we go. That's my pivot. It, it was that was, it was a good. bad that pivot. Works. I did also then interrupt it and say that it was a pivot. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> it is the he oh i forgot what number this is yes the four of wands um which is a bright and colorful card which is good and happy um there's just a there's a pattern there's a lot of patterns on this card and uh four sticks <laughs> that's that's about as much as i could describe this see i know that the listeners can't see any of the cards that i'm holding up but like <laughs> I could feasibly take a photo of these cards like I have previously done and make it the the cover, uh, not the cover, but like the, the sort of episode photo, which is a thing I normally do. But I like stopped doing that when Zencaster added video because sure. I, I was taking pictures of the cards so I could send them to the, to the people I was reading for. That just made sense to me. But because I've stopped that, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to like reset this up and take a photo and like my phone might be dead. It just, it doesn't, I don't know. It's a whole thing, but yeah, we'll learn what this card means in a second, but did you find the, I did, I did. And I, I wanted to remind myself, um, Mm -hmm. wands are yes. So wands are like we talked about wands are the famous clothespin statue. And here we have four, uh, four center city work center city district workers holding uh, lining flowers along Aww. the cards, which I believe is I believe it is not stated outright. Like it's not a card that is described in specific, but that to me feels like a reference to the famous Philly Flower Show, which is a famous mm. uh, Philadelphia tradition. And then once a year, you see a bunch of cool flowers around Philadelphia, and it's like a neat thing. You know what's interesting? That does super check out with like the meaning of this card. Then, admittedly, like. If well, you because that's a flower. That's a flower show. Is there yeah. a competition element involved in that? I think there is. I believe okay. so. I've never been, but I believe there. I, I have to assume there might be. Yeah, because if there, if there is or isn't, that doesn't really necessarily matter. The act of growing those flowers mm-hmm. in the first place shows that there's been a journey of growth and mm-hmm. a journey, uh, a journey towards a finish line. And once you have that flower in its finished, beautiful, completed state, and you've brought it to this location, you've reached a point of completion. And completion Hmm. is the meaning of this card. So I love that. Yeah, the Four of Wands is completion and celebration. So (laughs) this card says, you've done it. The Four of Wands is a card of completion. Your labors have been steady and strong, and the harvest will be plentiful. Yeah, harvest. See, we were just talking about a garden. That's funny to me. Anyway, um, 
<laughs> in other words, it's time to party. A. <clears throat> it doesn't say A. There, uh, that, um, whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> there might be an upcoming event to mark this occasion, a graduation, a wedding or celebration of some kind. So enjoy yourself and those you love. This is an exciting and prosperous time. Mm-hmm. That feels that feels right. That feels I mean, I, I don't think there's anything in specific, at least not for the next, you know, several months to a year. But like, yeah. <laughs> um, but like that sense of like of of shared celebration and sort of shared completion and sort of like growing together. Like, I think that also is like there's that there's a sense of forward motion there that feels right in terms of like mm-hmm. I, I I've always I've always struggled a little bit with like getting serious like i've always been kind of a light jovial person and and that growth of like connecting with people on that deeper level is something that like it's one of the things that i like about the show is it gives me an outlet to kind of do this thing that like is is no not always my first impulse you know people hear party of one and they think like oh jeff is this very emotional person and while i am emotional and dramatic like my default state is that like i am very goofy and and i I, I, I try to lighten the room a lot and trying to connect with people on a, on a more serious level is something that like, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of room for growth there. So that makes a lot of sense. I totally understand. That can also be, I, <laughs> I understand that entirely. That can be <laughs> the thing that I tend to do rather a lot. Um, if I wind up speaking it during, a, during, a, for example, during a celebration, like I think yesterday being a, a pretty fun example, because I, um, I don't know. It, we're st- we're still in a panorama. There's um, <laughs> we still in a panorama. I can't have a birthday party yesterday because it was literally my birthday. Wanted to have like a fun time with people. So what I wound up doing was uh, just having a Jackbox night with my friends. Um, that's the that's 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 like that's the best. We did that. Yeah. We didn't do Jackbox, but we did like a virtual thing mm-hmm. for Jen's birthday and my friend Noah's. So. Jen and my friend, my one of our best friends, have like birthdays like two weeks apart. So like we okay. usually either do two separate get-togethers or like kind of one get-together. But like we like met on Zoom. We we ate a bunch of Taco Bell as is our treasured tradition. Yes. And so like it's like you you know finding the thing that like I have been finding a lot of hope for in the pandemic mm-hmm. is like finding ways to like recapture the stuff that was really important to us. That like we're like this is too important to like. Mm-hmm. put on hold for two years and so like it was, it was kind of a, it was it was fun and silly and light but it was like really intense and meaningful for me yeah yeah like i we had like, i mean part of this is because i was absolutely intoxicated i had i had mead mead is lovely i love mead anyway i do love mead delicious haha <laughs> oh my favorite company this is fun aside i will probably cut this out as they are not a sponsor damn it uh they're not sponsoring this podcast so i will not give them that actually i don't care that much it's fine but um crafted artisan meadery um mm-hmm. very very good the one that good i had know. last night that was so good oof. oof it was called the harbinger and it was blueberry mead with chai spices i (laughs) i've never had anything that tasted better it was so good that's oh and my yeah my favorite one from them though is uh dragon heart well actually no now my favorite is harbinger but like my previous favorite which um is an all-year one that they do is dragon heart which is 
it's a sizer technically so it's a cider um apple cider mead um with raspberry and cherry yeah Ooh, that sounds good yeah so it has like a nice red color to it and it's just oof gorgeous and i tastes so good it's so refreshing Ooh, it's so refreshing when it's chilled just on a nice summer day oh, love it anyway enough about the meat but like i was trying to have a, trying to like just you know have fun have a good time and we wound up having this like these very meaningful moments of connection but then even within that like one of the things that we that i did um and i just realized that there's like a friend who may hear this um and i I don't know. I don't necessarily mind if they hear this, but like I did realize that there was a friend who I given the things that had happened the immediate day before, um, I knew that this friend was probably going through it like emotionally seeing mm-hmm. everything that was on the news and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I invited them to my birthday party because I figured they could also use a celebration. And there we all were having a great time. That's even lovely. after we stopped playing games, it was just very fun. That's 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 lovely. That that, that yeah. hearing that has brightened my day. Yeah. And then like that having that moment of connection there because of like knowing that we were there because we needed a moment to celebrate yeah, because sure. of like a thing that was crushing um outside of that like that knowing that that needed to happen is and having yeah and on its own there that was the deep that was the depth that was needed and that was beautiful that made me very happy um (laughs) also it was just great to have a good birthday on a dirt a panorama because i mean yep like (laughs) lockdown in massachusetts began the day of my birthday last year um which i spent getting a tattoo so i was in the most sanitized environment humanly possible (laughs) um getting stabbed a whole bunch woo um (laughs) i like to refer to getting tattoos as just being stabbed a whole bunch consensually it's a good good description i mean i (laughs) it's it's what happened i now have several I've two of them I've gotten on my birthday. The one up here, the one here. Love those. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, that's just nice to just nice to. It's nice to have something to celebrate during a panorama, <laughs> during a Panama hat, during a. <laughs> during Truly a during Panama the Panama hat. Panama. It's 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 nice to celebrate during the Panama hat. <laughs> during the Panama. <laughs> I had to explain to my grandma yesterday, like, what that meant. Like, what, <laughs> what, what someone said, we're living through a panoramic. She was like, what the, the <laughs> talking about? that's not the right. I was like, no, grandma, that's the point. And I was like, this is, oh, man. <laughs> talking, talking to Gen X. Well, um, <laughs> talking to Oh, actually, no, my grandma's a baby boomer, but that's fine. I'm like, just like, talking to a baby boomer about like, no, that's not what that means. This is what just it was just wild. It's a very weird thing to have to have to explain. No, people are tired of the pandemic, so they're no longer calling it a pandemic. They're calling it something fun and light. And her first thing was like, oh, like a Panda Express. I'm like, yes, except that one. Not that one. Don't, because don't, don't use that one. Like, don't like, love, <laughs> don't do, nope. I was like, damn. Because also that was the first one when when that started happening. That was the first one I jumped to because I actually love that restaurant. Um, <laughs> I miss I, that's the one thing I miss about malls at the moment. Actually, like there's a lot I miss about malls. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, 
I a little bit miss GameStop. Like, that's the thing. I kind of a little... Uh, slightly, though. Only slightly. Because I'm going to be real. The last few times I've gone up to GameStop, <laughs> there hasn't really been anything there that I wanted. So why... I don't... I don't know. It's just there if I wanted high-priced nerd items, if that... Or, like, I needed a set of dice suddenly and quickly. Where am I going to find this? There. Nowhere else in my area. That. There's so much that I miss about malls, really, truly. I miss food courts. I miss, oh, I miss, yeah. I miss hobby shops in particular. I miss, yes. uh, I, I mean, granted, all of them died and then came back as Dave and Buster's, which are, the, which are objectively worse, but I do miss <laughs> arcades. Like, I miss arcades, yeah. even recognizing that all of the arcades shut down and then were reopened as Dave and Buster's, and Dave and Buster's is just a worse arcade. It, I still miss them. I still, I, I I'm going to say this and like, this is where the world. This is where this is where the, the the panorama has taken us. I miss Dave and Buster's. I was telling people the other week. I miss like early, like I miss like late. Well, I guess late two thousands, early twenty tens, like nightclubs. I <laughs> a thing that I haven't done in like almost ten years. I miss that so much to the point where I've been listening to just playlists of like club music from. Like, 2006 on <laughs> side note music from 2006 like went hard like there was something in music at that moment that was just did. chef something kid. happened and it just they 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 went for it like i've gone back and like listened to like all the songs that came out that year and like wow just oof real good real good very good also lots of problematic people on that list fun fact but yep. that's that's fine We'll leave that alone. It's all right. And this was pre-Kesha, pre-Gaga, pre-several other of that general, pre-Nicki Minaj. It was just a good, it was a good club time for me. That would have been fun. I was 16 then, though, so that didn't go clubbing then. <laughs> a few, few years later, though, when the hits were still played. So yeah, all good. yeah. Fun times. Anyway. But yeah, no, I, I miss, oh, God. Oh, the, there was a fun thing that did happen, though, a few years ago in, um, in well, in Northampton. So we can thank the hipsters and the lesbians for this, um, <laughs> where they brought back, like, a vintage arcade, and they made it, oh. like, this real fun, like, bar experience. But they had, like, all of these old-ass machines that had been, like, refurbished and made mm -hmm. to, like, work again. I love it. It also died That's after wonderful. like two years, but like I I loved it so much. Mm -hmm. It was so much fun. <sighs> but it went under, which was sad. And not even because like we don't I don't know, not in this half of the state. We don't have a Dave and Buster on this half of the state. I don't like and I don't we weren't like hankering for one either. Like we didn't yeah. really need it, but like and I don't think we I still think we don't have one. It's just kind of sad to see like this thing that was in a college town, too. That's the other reason I was really like, this doesn't make sense that this died. Yeah, this shouldn't have died. <laughs> that should have thrived. That should have survived. Like I traveled for an hour and a half to go to that place. Like it, it's not like Northampton is not like that far for me. But like, I don't know. It's just far enough that, you know, it's far enough that it's a trip. Exactly. That I have to yep. go and like commit to wanting to go to this place and find like a place to stay nearby afterwards, like that kind of thing. It's sure. a great time. But that, ooh, that, that, mm, the fact that that died made me so mad. But like arcades are fun. And I mean, 
I, I, I mean, I miss Dave and Buster's too, to be honest with you. Like, I, I haven't been in like, I, I haven't been in years, like even pre-pandemic. But like, the experience of going is always, always winds up being fun because I'm usually mm-hmm. with like good people. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's hundred percent. Yeah, a, a good chunk of like those places is. It's fun if you bring the right people to hundred percent, hundred percent. Especially if they appreciate like old school arcades. Yeah. Oh my god, we have a mall. Um, we have a mall. We had a mall, technically speaking, and that's part of the that's part of the story. Um, where this mall like came about, I believe, in like the year two thousand. Um, and it had a movie theater. Mm-hmm. It had a hot topic. It had um. A, a Spencer Gifts um, and a Target. This, this is not the only four things it had, but like those are the four constants. Yeah, those right. are the four things that never rotated. And it had an arcade that was near the movie theater. These are the things that were always constant. They never changed. All the restaurants changed. Like everything mm-hmm. else changed. Those were always constant. The, I was there like one day and I, I forgot what movie I saw. It was honestly probably something stupid. Like it was probably Power Rangers. I God, that movie was terrible. Anyway, like, <laughs> it's actually I think the first time I've actually like outright immediately after a movie said, This is a bad movie and I wish I hadn't seen it. Um mm. it was Power Rangers. Anyway. Um maybe some properties don't need to be rebooted in film form. Um anyway, uh but that like I was there that day and then I went up the next day, I think to see Logan and (laughs) the entirety of the mall with the exception of target and the movie theater were all closed. Everything was closed. They're like, then found out in the newspaper that people hadn't been paying their rent um, (laughs) or their taxes. And I was like, Oh, 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 this real bad. Okay. Oh sure. no. So like, and now the movie theater is gone too because of because of COVID. The movie theater died, which honestly that was their fault. They could have set up a projector um, in the massive parking lots. Oh yeah, they, you have a mall parking lot and no other stores. You could you could turn yourself into a like, drive-in. Hang up several sheets and just have like you have the camera. Buy some sheets already. from the Target. <laughs> yeah, there it's right there. Like just just do it and have it. Like make y'all money, sis. Like do that. Like what are you? Mm-hmm. Doing? And but no, but no, they just they said no and opted to close. And maybe that also is because release schedules for movies were just like bad, but like, yeah. I don't know. They could have shown some classics and made a lot of money off of showing old ass movies that we would have oh, yeah. like, paid to see anyway. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. They made dumb decisions and that's on them. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, speaking of, Speaking of dumb decisions, no, just kidding. Um, that's not a that is not the segue that we're going with. Um, though there is an element of this that might actually be a little bit about um making dumb decisions. Mm-hmm. Prior to I, let me explain one thing. This one you're not going to have an equivalent of this one in your deck. I can tell you that. Okay. Because this is technically from an oracle deck that accompanies this deck. Um, okay. And because unless you have a card that is that is just actively an animal that is just an animal. I don't think I do. I would imagine not. Anyway, your card is the elk. Um, so, okay. yeah, the elk looks like this. 
got some real fancy horns. Love it. And a, a sun. And yeah, I forgot what element this was. I'm pretty sure it's fire. I could be wrong. It doesn't actually matter. But um, yeah, so the elk, uh, this is energy to carry forward. Um, okay. Listeners, remember that that's the sixth card. It's always from the second deck that I use and always related to the energy to carry into the future. Um, okay. So <clears throat> the elk is stable, resilient, headstrong, and has... Uh, well, I'm going to paraphrase this to say it is big daddy energy. That's not what okay. that's not what the card says. It just says the father. And I was like, this card is the father. <laughs> and I'm like, that feels like a weird way to word that. So this card has daddy energy. There we okay, go. Sure. So we'll word it. Um, the great elk represents the earth element. Ah, yes. So it was the earth element. There we go. Um, in its masculine form. <clears throat> This means it provides underlying support and stability amidst life's many changes. An elk personality, whether male or female, is fully established in themselves and knows their core values. They become known and respected for acting in ways that uphold those values. Sometimes the elk's ego can become inflated, but for the most part... They make damn good fathers, mothers, lovers, and friends. The world needs more elk energy. When in balance, elk energy means you are supportive, kind, and consistent. When out of balance, it means you can be pretentious and high and mighty. To bring it back into balance, eat and drink more consciously. Yeah, it really goes yeah. full circle. This this card, that, I love it. That all tracks. I'm here. I'm the, I, I, I. This is this is the most called out. I feel this entire <laughs> thing, but like I love it. I'm, I that is energy that I am excited to carry forward. Frankly, that is yeah. Uh, that's good. I I'm feeling it. I mean, per, the 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 personal connection to me is like I've been I've been I I've been doing. So I, so yeah, I feel like I, I'm in a place where like my work is what I want it to be. And I'm so excited. And like the energy that I want to carry forward related to that, the elk energy that I want is to carry forward a sense of like, now I get to kind of lift up other people. And, you know, I, yeah. I was thinking about this, uh, this popped back up in my, my, my mentions, like my, my history, my, my memories, my Facebook memories recently of, I wrote like a Twitter thread <laughs> where I, about like an emotional not breakdown moment because it was a positive thing but like a, a very specific thing that like brought me to tears mm -hmm. within the film any into this into the spider-verse oh, which yeah. had a lot of things that brought all of us to tears oh absolutely. but um Oof. but like there's a real specific thing and i'll, I'll say it I'll, I'll i'll talk through it here mm -hmm. uh peter b parker is a character that like seeing him on screen made me like cry because when I was a kid, I was uh, I had a mouth on me like I was a smart ass kid. I was a kid that was smart and completely unmotivated. Mm -hmm. I was a kid that was in retrospect more charming than I gave myself credit to be. Uh, I wore I wore a lot of awkward bad suits. Uh, and Peter Parker was a character that like I related to on like a powerfully deep level. <laughs> uh -oh. So when I when I saw Into the Spider-Verse, I was 30 I was 30 I was in my early 30s 
Mm-hmm. I had my temples had gone gray. <laughs> I I had gained a little bit of weight. I was no longer rail thin. I like and I I was married to a hot redhead. I was like all of the things. I was like, "Oh my god, oh, like I this character this character that like I deeply connected with. I now have seen him grow up and also and like I again feel connected because Peter Parker like Peter Parker as a character, as a pop culture character." Yeah is kind of in a lot of respects not allowed to grow up there's a little bit of peter pan there yeah in that like the times that he has grown up like it's usually undone right usually (laughs) satan offers him a deal and erases the memory of his marriage yeah god that was (laughs) that really was a time wow and that did happen didn't it anyway it sure did um but like he's a character that is often or like if he does grow up like they still he still is kind of a teenager like in the storylines where he's an adult it's usually he's still working a gig and he's still like may he still lives in kind of a dingy apart like he's yeah. portrayed as mm-hmm. juvenile at whatever stage of life he is presented as he's kind of never allowed and seeing peter b parker on screen was was oh my god this character that like I grew up with this character that like I identified with so strongly when I was of, when I was of that juvenile age, mm-hmm. I see him as an adult and I still see myself and what really like yeah. blew my mind and what, like what gave me real, what gave me a feeling of elk energy that I want to carry forward is like seeing that character put into the role of your job now is to make the next generation better. Like Peter Parker, Peter B Parker's job is to like make miles and make Gwen, like make them better and i was like okay i'm comfortable in my place now like my place in the world is pretty great i've i'm at a place with my art my work my life that like i've got there's big ups and big downs but like (laughs) i feel satisfied in the stuff that i'm doing now in a way that like is pretty powerful and like (laughs) the elk energy for me is that it's time is that that means that i get to it's not even so much that i have to but i get to bring that energy to other people and say okay (laughs) let me help you let me help let me use the things that i know and the skills that i have and the passions that i have to mm-hmm. help you find a thing that will make you happier and like mm-hmm. that's pretty that's exciting to me because like uh, i've always said that like the thing the reason that i do all of the things that i do the reason i podcast the reason i make games the reason i come on to podcasts and stuff is because i want to make friends and that feels like a really powerful like friend making thing it's like to be like mm-hmm. i want to i want to collaborate with you i want to make something special with you that like fulfills both of us because i'm at a place where i can share that and that is pretty meaningful that is oh i can think of a better end point to be what a good, what a good that's a great a, summary oh i love great, that what a great what a great last now now since uh, now since i since i did not have an elk card i have pulled three three final cards to yes. share with you because they're very exciting to me yeah i have the so the three final cards i have are the devil card Ooh. which is uh my beautiful orange sun gritty <laughs> i love it ah uh, yes uh, that one's familiar to me first reason i have i don't really likewise <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, I have the fool, which is our other beloved mascot, the Philly fanatic, uh, who I also love dearly. That is so. I adore him. Why do I know both of them? I, I for gritty, gritty, you know from memes. Oh right, there you go. That and out. the fool, the the fanatic is one of those iconic baseball figure. Like in terms of mascots, it's one of the most iconic baseball mascots Oof. and then the final card that i'm going to show you before we wrap here tonight yeah. is i have the world card oh yeah that i love dearly 
uh, and you can see here in the center of it is a lovely portrayal of Danny DeVito, <laughs> as well as the rest of the Always Sunny gang, uh, and it makes me very happy. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that makes me so happy. The world card as it exists in this deck, I I will I'll show you that one because I I can easily access that one because it's literally the cover that they opted for for the whole um for the whole tarot deck, which I love. I and honestly it was a great choice because it looks like that. Oh, that's beautiful. Right? Oh, I love that. It's a beautiful. little like flower type situation. I love and that. And a snake and also like other things outside of that. I don't actually know it's outside the snake skin there, but something. Anyway, um, <laughs> I love that. And yeah, oh, that's so good. That is so very good. So how about you tell the people where they can find you and where they can find links to the work that you do? Absolutely. Uh, you can find all the things that I do, the podcasts that I create, the games that I design, all of that good stuff at jeffstormer.com. Uh, mm -hmm. You can find Party of One at partyofonepodcast.com. You can find all my fantasy children at oneshotpodcast.com as it is part of the One Shot Podcast Network. And you can follow me on Twitter at partyofonepod. <laughs> Yay! Excellent. Also very concise and very well put together. You Love know, I've that. been doing, I've been, I've been giving that spiel for five years now. I, it, at a certain point, it just becomes, it just becomes second memory. So like the other, um, the other day, immediately after I got my second COVID shot, like, well, not immediately, I guess it was eight hours after I got my COVID shot, which is actually kind of important. Um, I had the worst fever and was guesting on a show and, um, <laughs> My brain was melting throughout the whole time I was on that show. And for some reason, the only thing that I did correctly <laughs> was explain where people could find my work and what podcasts I was on. I that was that was the only thing that coherently came out of my mouth that it was right at the end. And that like like sort of briefly seemed like, oh no, it looks like the fever was a weird improv thing they opted to do. No, it wasn't. I just couldn't. I don't know. It was wild anyway. So I appreciate a very nice, well cut, like, well, like, well structured, well it's said thing. I love that. It's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a good thing to have in your back pocket. It is. It's an important skill to have for all podcasters. And also another skill that is important to have for all podcasters is the ability to make good show notes, which listeners, y'all know I did. Y'all know I hooked y'all up with all of them links in the show notes. So please go check out the show notes um, to follow our lovely guest, Jeff. Um, and also to... Um, to you know follow the show i suppose on twitter too that's maybe a good idea also my personal twitter is there you can also should you so desire follow um the paper post productions everything on patreon now the reason that's a cool thing that you should do is because as a patreon reward I have not actually spoken to Alex about this yet, and I probably should, but whatever. I will, by the time y'all hear this, I will have spoken to Alex about this. Um, so at a certain Patreon tier, I will be offering tarot readings roughly, a bit, like, it might be single card readings once a month. It might be, like, two or three card readings, like, once a month, depending. Who knows? We will get there. Um, and <laughs> I will figure that part out, and y'all will know when you look on the 
on the list. It'll say very specifically what you guys get, and that will be super cool and super fun. Cannot wait to do that. Um, so, you know, maybe consider supporting that on Patreon and also go and listening to the other Paper Boat shows because there are several and they're all fun. And I like being on pretty much all of them. Um, <laughs> and I slowly have managed to somehow insinuate myself into every one of my friend's projects. Um, <laughs> That's, I mean, I mean, life goals, frankly. I, 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 I think about, I think a lot about like how my, my, my biggest aspiration is if I have a friend that's doing anything, I'm like, hmm, what, 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 what if, what if this, there is, there is a, uh, hold on. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a there is an open mic eagle line where he says, uh, "I'm living proof that you can get what you aspire to." I've been on every podcast that I listen to, and like I can't point to a single more clarified statement of my own life goals than I that. I'm just like, that's that's it. That's what I'm. That's what I'm after. <laughs> I love that so much because truly, that is that is the thing that I would like. I remember back when I was like getting into podcasting for the first time and like just thinking about having a podcast it was back when i like listened to npr like a lot Mm -hmm. like in a way that was honestly probably unhealthy but whatever um so i was listening to um fresh air and i thought one of these days uh, the only thing i want is to be the level of famous or level of notable that me being on fresh air makes sense think like (laughs) Like, i don't know if i have to write a book i don't know but i just like i want I want that. That is where I must be. I have pulled the deck back out. Oh, because I have to. And I have to. I have to go hunting now. Oh, are you finding the Terry Gross card? Is that what's happening right do, now? Do you mean? Do you mean the High Priestess? I love that she's the High Priestess. I love her. She like she was one of the reasons I the very first show I ever did was an interview show and I love it I love it so much um and like I liked I liked well, that the format of her show um but I also liked the sort of looser quality of like um Aisha Tyler's girl on guy was the other mm-hmm. podcast that like got me like into it <laughs> one podcast that just straight up doesn't exist on the air anymore which makes me real sad because that was so cool and so fun um but yeah like that's Ah, love, love that. Love that. And yeah, so check out those things. Oh, and also speaking of speaking of being on other shows and things, um, you also can hear um, you can hear uh, hear good old Jeff here on uh, Birds of Prey. Um, yes, indeed. Birds of Prey Outcry, which as of which as of the day of this recording launched today, which congratulations, by yesterday. the way. Yesterday. But yes. <laughs> yesterday. Launched yesterday. Oh but yeah. And it it it's been out. Well, it launched yesterday, and I know it did yesterday because I launched it on my birthday. Because I the easiest way for me to remember when a launch date is is for me to set it on a day that I cannot forget. Mm. So the date of my birth, um, or New Year's is the, another one that I use a lot. Um, or like some, I don't know, some moment in June, but like like June 2nd, because that's my sister's birthday. Mm-hmm. September 17th, because that's my other sister's birthday. Thanksgiving, I've never done that, but that's, I've never done like Thanksgiving specifically, but my little brother was born like the day after Thanksgiving, like 15 years ago or something like that. I don't actually know how old he is. He's, 
I don't know how old he is. He's just tall as hell, and it doesn't make any sense. That boy is taller than me now, and it is crazy. Like, he stood next to me the other day, and I was like, I have to... Why do I have to look up at you? This is weird. I don't like it. The time marches on, dear lovely listeners. And because time is ever marching on, I want y'all to remember and do the following things. Be well. Do as much good work as you humanly possibly can while acknowledging that we are all still in a in a Panama hat. <laughs> we are all still in a Pan-Africanism, so you, so you need to be extra sure that you do this last one, which is to stay safe out there, y'all. Also, um, turn up to some fun fun music i love that that's mm-hmm. a bit that i keep forgetting at the end of the show like i consistently forget to actually say turn up to insert blank here every time forget it, it it's fine um in this case i'll just say turn up to some 2006 bangers it's like do that that sounds fun to me i think i'm gonna do that tonight frankly right? that sounds great hey sounds like a party all right y'all have a great night Ha ha ha!